A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, catching up with Representative Travis Trannell. He chairs the State Assembly Agriculture Committee, and he's a dairy farmer out of southwest Wisconsin. Some highlights from our conversation, he wants to see local road improvements and continued producer-led watershed grants. He tells me what's happening on Capitol Hill. Right now, the state of Wisconsin, hopefully most of your listeners know, we are in a pretty strong fiscal position. We have anywhere between a 7 and $8 billion budget surplus, depending upon what estimate you believe. And what that means for rural Wisconsin and agriculture in particular means we have opportunities. Uh, There are a lot of people that are asking for those dollars, and it's our job, especially on the Agricultural Committee, to make sure that rural Wisconsin and farmers have a seat at the table. And so, uh, as we should be doing, we're trying to take advantage of this budget opportunity, and in particular, one thing we're working on now that a lot of your listeners might be interested in We're trying to create a program where we recognize that there are 62,000 miles of town road in the state of Wisconsin, and it's unfeasible for us to improve all of those roads at once. The fiscal would just be way too high. But what we're trying to do is come up with a program where we can identify rural roads, whether they be county or towns, that would impact agriculture in a significant way. And then hopefully we can redo and enhance those roads. A lot of people farm on town roads. I'm a dairy farmer. Our farm is on a town road. Right now it's posted. So we're having a difficult time. Uh, We bed with sand. We can't get sand in. Uh, So there's lots of examples where farmers do more damage to their machinery uh, on town and county roads than they do in the fields. Uh, That's a problem. And so uh, our committee right now, uh, we're in the process of drafting legislation where we can hopefully create a program where we can start to tackle these issues, not all 62,000 miles of town road at once, but a smaller, more targeted approach where roads that have significant economic impact, especially when it comes to rural Wisconsin, agriculture, forestry, et cetera, can be improved. I'm glad you mentioned infrastructure as being a part of what the House A Committee focuses on because it's, it's not just production agriculture. You're also looking at all the other things that impact our rural communities. Can you help us understand, I guess, the scope of what the Assembly A Committee does? Yeah, that's a, a great point you bring up because one of my frustrations uh, as not only a producer but also somebody who has served in the legislature now for seven terms is that a lot of our ag policy is federal, and it's directed by the United States Department of Agriculture. But people don't realize our state Department of Ag, we call it DATCAP, has a lot of influence and a lot of reach when it comes to how we do state regulation. And so things like CAFO permits, for example, that all comes from the state, does not come from the feds. Uh, Infrastructure, which we're talking about now, the state primarily is going to have to be the ones that takes uh, the forefront in that effort, especially because Wisconsin's $105 billion ag industry, the reality of that is most of that is done off of town and county roads. You don't have a whole lot of farms that use interstate uh, for their access point, for example. So I often tell people that if we were talking about siting a factory, for example, 
you wouldn't think twice about improving the infrastructure, whether it be increased highways, more sewer, more water, etc. But when it comes to farming in rural Wisconsin, we really haven't done anything to significantly invest in our infrastructure for the last 50 or 60 years. And the reality is, look at how farming has changed now. Uh, The equipment's just gotten bigger, whether that's the farm implements themselves or even the trucks that are taking products from the farm or bringing products to the farm. And I think it's imperative that we understand as a state government, if we're going to continue to rely on the agricultural industry, which we obviously are, it's our second biggest industry in the state, is responsible for the employment of roughly 430,000 people, you have to invest in that infrastructure from time to time. Not only roads, we're doing it with broadband too, because these farms now are relying on technology more than they ever have. And so that's just uh, one example of something that uh, we're focused on in the Ag Committee right now as we speak. What have you been hearing? What have you been learning in the conversations you've had with different egg groups and, and farmers? Yeah, the ag groups are always so important, and that's any time I get an opportunity to talk to a farmer or a producer, I often tell them that it's important that they are active and involved in those groups because those groups do have a big voice at the Capitol. Uh, Right now, as we've mentioned, we're going through the budget process, and there's uh, lots of things that the ag groups have brought to our attention Uh, farmland preservation being one of them. We want to make sure that we can uh, up the spend that we are currently uh, doing in that program because obviously protecting Wisconsin farmland is so important. Producer-led watershed groups is another thing that we're hearing a lot about, and I've seen that firsthand. That's another example of where I really appreciate the ability to both be in the legislature and be a producer because no matter what we quote unquote tell farmers or producers to do, they're never going to do it unless they believe in it themselves. And these producer-led watershed groups have just been a fantastic example where farmers and the industry themselves have figured out what works. And then because they see it work on their farm or their neighbor's farms, they want to do it. And uh, we can't overemphasize enough how farmers are the best conservationists that there are. And anytime I get an opportunity to remind somebody, especially from a more urban setting, that farmers care about the land as much, if not more than anybody, because it's our livelihood, it's what we want to pass on to the next generation, it's key that we realize that producers and farmers want to take care of their resources, and they don't need to be regulated to death to do it. Uh, So obviously, uh, watching that play out in the budget process, but ultimately, Anytime those ag groups come in, they have our ear, and we're always looking uh, forward to not only hearing what they have to say, but more importantly, hearing what their members have to say. Representative, you've referred back to the home farm quite a bit during our conversation. Why don't you tell us about the farm? Sure. So I farm in uh, southern Grant County in the southwest part of the state. Our farm is about 15 minutes from Iowa, 15 minutes from Illinois. It's right on the Mississippi River. It's a dairy farm. We milk about 550 to 600 cows. Uh, I started farming pretty early in life. My father was unfortunately diagnosed with multiple myeloma cancer uh, when I was in high school, and that's really when I took over our farm. And for about the first 10 years, I milked about 100 cows and had a couple employees. And then about 10 years ago, I brought in uh, three of my first cousins, and we expanded our farm and formed a partnership. Uh, We farm under the umbrella Trano Family Farms, and uh, fortunately, uh, that's really 
been what's allowed me to be an active member in the legislature and still uh, maintain my true passion, which is farming. So it's just wonderful to be able to do both jobs and, and do them both pretty well. And again, it's because just like so many of your listeners out there uh, back home, we're just in part of a family farm and hope to be for a very long time to come. And that's pretty unique, too, from the standpoint that there's not many state legislators with a farm background. How many people in the Wisconsin legislature do have farm background, and do you feel that Wisconsin farmers' voices are well represented? Well, that's a loaded question, and it depends upon how big of a fight I want to get in with my colleagues, because uh, I often joke with some of them. We, we are fortunate. We do have a few farmers in the legislature. Uh, some of them are what I refer to as gentlemen farmers, which means you know they might run 50 or 100 acres and kind of do it on the side. We do have a number of members that were what I would refer to as actual farmers. Uh, they're just retired, uh, and we're very fortunate that we have their voices. And we do have a few members that have some beef cows on the side too. So there are a handful of us that are involved in agriculture in some capacity or another. But I, I do have to point out, much to my surprise, and I'm very thankful, even though there are only a few of us, our caucuses and our leadership really do take our opinions seriously, and they do listen to the voice of agriculture. One of my biggest concerns moving forward, as your listeners readily know, there's only about 2% of us that are farming anymore, really, which means 98% of the population isn't farming and really doesn't have to worry about where their food comes from. And then I often tell people, not only do the 2% feed the 98%, we're currently exporting about 25% of our production on top of that. So the story of Wisconsin and American agriculture is absolutely fascinating and totally amazing. It's, it's really the, one of the core reasons why we've been able to do what we've been able to do as a nation. Even though there are only 2% of us doing it, Thankfully, the other 98% when it comes to legislative matters, uh, they do take our voices pretty seriously. And uh, I'm thankful that they do that. And how long they'll continue to do that, I don't know. But that's where it's my job and my colleagues' jobs, especially those that may not be farmers but still represent rural areas. We have to make sure that these guys and girls know what we need. Because if we don't tell them, if we can't convey that, uh, then we're obviously not going to get it. And so... That's why I take my job and my role as chairman of the Assembly Committee on Ag very seriously because uh, this is a serious business. Uh, we feed people. Uh, we feed the world. And there's no more important job than that. And my colleagues need to know what we need to be able to do that effectively every day. What happens in the, in the Assembly Ag Committee is just a step in the policy process. Not only do you have to work with your colleagues, you have to work with the other side of the aisle, but you also have to work with our executive branch, the governor. Are there specific items, either in the budget or maybe from a bill standpoint, where there is a healthy appetite from both sides of the aisle? Yeah, that's another great question. Uh, unfortunately, I wish there was more dialogue with the executive branch. Uh, they don't exactly tell us what they will and won't support. They just kind of say that they're interested in whatever it is we ask them about. And so what we focus on primarily is making sure that we have the votes to get it through the assembly and to some extent making sure we have the votes to get it through the Senate. And thankfully, even though the communication's not as strong as what we would prefer it to be, Broadly speaking, I would say that the governor has supported agriculture 
when we do get bills to his desk and we can convey to them why and how they are important. So I guess I always operate with the sense that we'll give the executive branch the benefit of the doubt. And if it's good for all of Wisconsin agriculture, uh, that the governor will sign it. That's not always the case. Uh, We worked on some bills last session that uh, dealt with emergency medical services, obviously hugely important for agriculture because everybody that's involved in farming understands how dangerous of a profession and how dangerous of a job it can be. Unfortunately, those bills were vetoed and we're just going to work on them again. So that's one of my biggest frustrations with politics versus farming is uh, farming, you work 15, 18 hours a day, you see the the results at the end of that. And when you go to bed at night, you're really tired, but you feel good about it because you see what you got done. In the capital, unfortunately, you can put in just as long of hours, but you really don't know where it's going to go or if it's going to go. But that's just the belly of the beast. Are you confident that the Dairy Innovation Hub funding will continue? Uh, So the Dairy Innovation Hub is something that uh, myself and Senator Markline worked on uh, at the beginning. And so uh, thankfully, since he's the co-chair of JFC, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that funding will continue. But I often remind them and take every opportunity that I get. Uh, the universities are very happy with the Dairy Innovation Hub. They've really been able to bring on some dynamic and talented people, and that is fantastic. And they view that as a success, which I can understand. But I tell them, uh, as a producer and as a legislator, I will view the Dairy Innovation Hub as a success when I go to a fair in Grant County or Lafayette County and I tell a producer, hey, we're getting rid of the Dairy Innovation Hub and they're really upset. Uh, So we're not there yet. So the Dairy Innovation Hub uh, has a lot of work left to do to make sure that uh, it becomes what we envisioned it to become, which is transform or make sure that the dairy industry in Wisconsin is very healthy and very vibrant for decades to come. And I'm confident that we'll get there. Uh, I understand it takes time to put all of these people in place, but eventually the research needs to roll into tangible results where your everyday average producer says getting rid of the dairy hub would be the worst idea in the whole world. State Representative Travis Trannell along with us, a Republican out of Cuba City. He's the chair of the Assembly Aid Committee and he farms with his family in southwest Wisconsin. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.